WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's kind of foolish to, to make predictions like that. I think this is going to be a, a very competitive team. I think it's going to be a, a team that is going to take, uh, that's going to see its players take a meaningful step forward. And I think, uh, you know, there's a really exciting young core of players um, that we are, are really, really excited about. And I think that fans are going to fall in love with. That was Craig Breslow yesterday down in Fort Myers talking about the 2024 Boston Red Sox as pitchers and catchers reported today. They're supposed to have, uh, you know, a little, uh, little camp practice there. Yeah. Get it going. Hey, play yeah. yay baseball. While Alex Cora, the manager, was not there, apparently he had the trots and uh, not a part of day one. He called in sick to day one of uh, Red Sox camp. Uh, he was there yesterday. He spoke yesterday. We were playing some of that. Uh, same with Breslow. Both those guys spoke yesterday. So today they were on the field, but no Alex Cora. It just feels like this season and this long off season to this point, I don't know how much worse it could really get. Like this was a, a bad team that finished horribly, right? Like they kind of, they were kind of in it. Right up until the all star, right up until the trade deadline, didn't do anything. Then they sank like a stone. They finished in last place. They fire Heim Bloom. They kind of blame Heim Bloom, but then they have operated their team as though Heim Bloom was still running it, or at least, or as he was instructed to run it. It's been the same. They get rid of Chris Sale. They get rid of Alex Verdugo. Justin Turner leaves. They bring in Lucas Giolito and Tyler O'Neill, and like what? 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 What, what are we? What are we supposed to take away, or what are we supposed to look forward to going into this season? Uh, the season being over. Because when the Red Sox <laughs> season is over, guess what that means? It's football time. The Red Keep show's way. back. Oh, my <laughs> God. After our six-month Honestly, hiatus. Yeah. You've got uh, a lack of, You've got minimal veterans having been signed to the roster. You've got a couple of veterans on the roster that people still think might get traded sooner than later, definitely by the deadline when they're already out of it. You got a couple of rookies that might be worth watching who are in baseball's top current baseball top one hundred, like mm-hmm. Tristan Casas. I don't know what they're going to do with Jaron Duran. I have no idea who's going to play right field. I have no idea who their number one starter is. And if it's Lucas Giolito, then Lucas Giolol, because get me get out of here with that crap. Yeah, seriously. Um, uh, I you know oh, and you got a lame duck. You got a GM or president of baseball operations, whatever the hell they call Breslow who can't spend any money because he's not allowed to. Theo came to town. Guess what he did? What did he do? Booked, booked Pearl Jam Great. at Fenway. And Alex Cora is a lame duck manager who claimed he had the trots on the first day of spring. First day. It was a report like stomach virus or whatever. Like Alex Cora's sick on the first day. He can't be at the first pitchers and catchers practice. So he's not there. Kind of set the tone for the whole season. This is probably going to be Alex Cora's last year with the team. Mm-hmm. There That's was, great. you know, like he was so confident that he was coming back last year, and then he gets here, and it seems like he's already got one foot out the door. We're talking yesterday how he wouldn't even really commit to any years past this. Of course, the team hasn't committed to him either years past this, which is odd because I thought John Henry and Tom Warner in the front office loved Alex Cora. 
they he got suspended by the by baseball for a whole year, and then they immediately brought him back. It was like that was the plan all along. And then they fire Heim Bloom, they bring in Craig Breslow, but Breslow didn't have a choice in who the manager was. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like Coors is going to ride out the year, which what it feels like to me is John Henry's cutting payroll all over the place. He's not going to pay for two managers. So even if Breslow's like, hey, I want somebody else, they're like, well, you got to have Cora for this year because we're not going to pay him to not be the manager here. I, 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 re- I really have, <laughs> like, why does, you know, Alex Cora at this point, aside from either wanting to, uh, I don't know, impress other people, like, look what I was able to do. I was able to yeah. drag the bones of this team to 77 wins. Like, right. If he was frustrated last year, how much more frustrated is he going to be with this year? Oh, he's going to lose his mind, and it's all going to be filmed by Netflix. The whole thing. I keep forgetting. <laughs> Cameras oh, right in the God. face of every single guy after every single loss. And you're going to have Alex Cora having to talk to these guys all the time. Yeah. Pitchers getting, you know, shelled, have to talk to them. The, all the players on the team. Yeah, it's just a mess. And doesn't it feel almost inevitable with some of the reports that are out there? Kenley Jansen and maybe Chris Martin are both going to get traded. It sounds like they're. Why not just ditch the whole bullpen? Jansen actually, he didn't participate because he had lat soreness. Really? The first day. Why is his <laughs> lat sore? I don't know. So their all star from last year shows up, likely to be traded. But even if he's not, he can't even pitch the first day of camp. Their manager has a has a virus of some sort or quote unquote virus, so he's not there. There's no sign of them bringing in any other players. Like, this is the squad. Mm-hmm. Even though baseball offseason, this isn't even a Red Sox problem. This is just a Major League Baseball problem. You can't have spring training underway and, what, three of the ten best free agents not on a team? Like, Blake Snell's not on a team. Yeah, Jordan McGuire, what is the whole thing that everyone's been yeah, yammering on about? Like, Scott Boris is brewing baseball once again. Yeah, I guess. Guy, he's just telling him to work out and hang on until he can bleed some team that's desperate enough for a frontline starter for 25% more than he's worth. But they got to they gotta figure this thing out. You know, so, yeah, so Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery are both still available. Uh, what else was I looking at today? Cody Bellinger is still out there. Adam Duvall, Red Sox, great. Adam Duvall still available. Wait, he's still available? Yeah, the he Red hasn't Sox signed anywhere. Even interested with the, I don't, I, Matt Chapman's who, available. He hasn't signed anywhere. right field? Is it uh, Ref Snyder? Is it uh, maybe Willier Abreu? Is it going to be Duran, Abreu, and O'Neal? Ref Snyder, Rafaela? Because it sounds like Masataka Yoshida is going to DH most most of the time. Okay. Like, because he's kind of a butcher in left field. Oh, so let's go ahead. Oh, so now we can have a lefty DH. <laughs> Apparently. We just couldn't have one before when we had a nah. really good one. Okay. Couldn't be Schwarber. He, the guy's like, hit 50 home runs. He's going to strike out a lot. So yeah, but he hits 50 bombs. <laughs> like, I'll take the home runs. Yeah, it's just a tough go. And even this Netflix thing, like if you're looking at that as any kind of like added entertainment, it won't. it's not going to come till the following year. It's, right, it's not hard knocks where... Something crazy happens, and then you tune in that <laughs> night, or you tune in the next week, and you get to relive it. You get to hey, wait a whole year. Remember how you went out of your way to avoid the 2024 Red Sox? They're back. <laughs> They're back. You're like, what? You got to watch this team now? Are you kidding? 
And then what's going to happen is there's going to be a couple of guys that you kind of like that come across really well in the documentary, and they're no longer going to be on the team. This is going to be like, oh, you're watching this. You're like, oh, I like that guy. Dad, can I have a Chris Martin? <laughs> well, yeah, you, you can, can have a Chris Martin on the uh, Houston Astros jersey. A Coldplay jersey, if you, if you want one of those. But, yeah, it's just tough. I mean, the only thing that you really have to look forward to, I guess, is Tristan Casas, mm-hmm. Brian Bayo, Rafael Devers. And then all the guys in double A in two years. It's amazing. It is truly amazing. And not enough is even discussed, I think, on the Red Sox because it's just like from where they were to where they are now is insane. Like they they had Mookie Betts on their team just a few years ago. They won the World Series in 2018. And what, half their lineup was under 30? Like they had a bunch of young guys on that team. They got one guy left, right? Devers. Like that yep. is that is wild. A, relu- to me. a reluctant, a reluctant star, a reluctant focal point. Yeah, true. A reluctant leader. Never wanted that. Always just wanted to be just a you know a giant lurking in the background in the shadows. One mm-hmm. who ultimately got wildly pay- paid handsomely, if not a whisker overpaid, because they didn't pay anybody else. And then there was about to be a revolt. So the owner was like, "Oh, pay someone." <laughs> it's so. It's so poorly handled. Again, it's a, a mess. team that wins four championships within a 50-year span, people shouldn't get this mad about, let alone within a 20-year span. This century, they're responsible for four World Series. But if they just showed their fan base some respect and treated Sox fans as the mm. educated, impassioned, loyal group of diehard fans that they still are, then maybe we wouldn't be on the radio, in print, at the bar, everywhere possible, pissing and moaning the way that we are. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's wild to look at how the whole thing is being run right now, not to mention how good the division has turned into, and, you know, Juan Soto joining the Yankees, and just them taking, like, all these teams taking big swings. The Baltimore Orioles look nasty, and they're trading for uh, Corbin Burns. So, yeah, it's just... It's brutal right now, and I don't know how it's getting a lot better. I also can't remember. And there have been good teams. There's been great teams. There's been bad teams over the last 20, 25 years of the Red Sox. But how many times can you remember them pointing to, well, we got, like, some young guys, and, like, we need Marcelo Mayer to be good. We need Mm -hmm. Kyle Teal to be good. They've always had, you know, like like every team, like you want to be able to develop your guys and and get them to the major league level and have them be all-stars. And there were plenty of years where – we were excited about, you know, Jacoby Ellsbury or Clay Buckholz or John Lester, but it wasn't like we'll just wait for two years, then we'll be good. It was they're going to be added to David Ortiz, and they're going to be added to Manny Ramirez, and all these. Guys. Now it's like we got nothing right now, so prepare yourself for another last place finish, and then hopefully those got hopefully these prospects are all really really good. Uh, really, really good. Like, I mean, hard to banging on the drum that there may be no player in Major League Baseball who is yet to actually have his first professional game yep. that has more pressure on him than Marcelo Mayer. He has if to this be, kid doesn't come yeah. up it's gonna be better than the, Nomar, this guy. The arm of Nomar, yeah. the intellect of Jeter, yep. or the clutch of Jeter and the bat of A-Rod, then he's screwed. And he sucked in double-A last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got hurt, too. Yeah, what's he going to imagine? Like... It's just it's not great is is what I'm trying okay. to say. It, it's I, not let me ask this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, is there anyone watching on Twitch, listening right now on any platform whatever, yep. uh, etc. 
that can like call into the show and tell us to like pipe down, relax, or give us a reason to truly be hopeful or optimistic about the season that we're that we're going overboard right now. Honestly, no, we're really not. In fact, we might be underselling it because even Cora, Breslow, Kennedy, none of them think they're going to be very good. You can just tell. Like some of it's more obvious. Some of it you got to read between the lines. But none of them think they're going to be very good. Tom Warner had the the full throttle line. That's the thing. I mean, I guess that could be the motto all season. But we got to figure out what a, what the team motto is oh, going to be. Full throttle. Just wait. Just wait till you get uh, Marcelo Mayer up here. I was like, all right, we'll wait. We'll be here. We'll be right. I guess. Like it's just just the pits. Uh, so if you have any thoughts on the state of the Red Sox, feel free to weigh in 617-779-7937. Red Sox don't appear to be signing any free agents, but what about the Patriots? They really should be. Mayo said a while ago they got they got money to burn. They're going to burn some cash. Robert Kraft said all the lack of spending over the last several years was all in Bill Belichick. So they should be primed to be uh, big players in the free agent field. Who are they going to go after? 617-779-7937. It's Keith and Fitzy, but right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by the Department of Veteran Affairs. Uh, Sad news out of Kansas City earlier today. A shooting following the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Has left one dead, at least 14 people injured. According to police, two armed individuals were taken into custody. An estimated 1 million people were gathered in downtown Kansas City to celebrate their team's back-to-back championships. Tough night for the Bruins last night. They fell to the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 in a shootout loss at the Garden Bruins goals came from McAvoy and James Van Riemsdyk. Linus Ulmark was fined $5,000, the maximum allowable under the collective bargaining agreement for high-sticking against a Tampa Bay player in the third period. Bruins back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll host the Kraken. Puck drops from Causeway Street at 7 p.m. The Celtics got the win in the first of back-to-back games against the Nets. Celtics left Brooklyn last night with a 118 to 110 victory. The team's running it back again tonight. Hold on here. Right now, we are at the end of the first quarter. Your Boston Celtics up 30 to 15 over the Nets. A few Celtics players out tonight. Xavier Tillman, Jaden Springer, Al Horford, and Jalen Brown all out. Red Sox pitchers and catches reported to Fort Myers today for spring training. Closer Kenley Jansen did not participate in the first official workout for the Sox. According to Craig Breslow, Jansen arrived at camp with some general lat soreness. Sox play their first spring training game against the Orioles Saturday, February 24th at 1 p.m. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Key shows coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save W-E-E-I as a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I. You can join us, 617-779-7937. Happy Valentine's Day to all the Valentine's fans out there. Mm. Not really going to find them here on this show or probably anybody listening to this show. 
Hey, uh, hey, speak oh, for I'm yourself. Sorry, I'm sorry. Speak I am a hopeless guy. romantic, well, my guy. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because coming up uh, during Kiefer Madness tonight, we're each going to have our top five rom-coms. Oh, I'm a crier. That is one thing we will get into, the romantic well, you comedy. Went, you cut right to that quick. You gave yeah, that up cries. immediately. Yeah, yeah no, I Loves am. The cries, not, right? af- not afraid to admit it. There are some good ones out there. I have one at number one that might be debated, but I think I can convince you that it falls in the genre. Hmm. Old Titanic. <laughs> John Wick. John Wick 4. If you stay with it. Yeah, right. That yeah. last scene was a tearjerker. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we'll do that coming up about a half hour from now. In the meantime, we can take your phone call 617-779-7937, including Kelvin in Methuen. He joins us next. What's up, Kelvin? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Um, do you guys see a picture uh Manny's son, Big Poppy's son, Gary Sheffield's son, and Pedro's son? They together in the same league, and they are monsters. Why not start looking for those kids? Yeah, honestly, why not? Like the they yeah. Rock, Brockton Rocks, though, don't they? Aren't they like in like a yeah? I think they're a, a little bit lower. I think they're a little farther farther away. League. Yeah, I think they they play for the Brockton Rocks. I want to say Keith Folk's kids on the team too. There's like a bunch of them. So it's a would you rather Wednesday? Would you rather <laughs> go see the Brockton Rocks or the Savannah Bananas or the Red Sox? Oh yeah, I think right now the Savannah Bananas are a better product. I think the Brockton Rocks, based on all the kids of the guys that you rooted for. Then you got like the Woo Sox, or if you're selling us so hard on Portland, why don't we just go to the games in Portland then? Okay, all right. Let me just say right now, real quick, everything around Fenway, as fun as it is, and I know we're at the flagship station. Yeah. If you're a Boston Red Sox, you're talking to the pregame host uh, hey, right here. Whoa, you're looking watch at out. Ooh, man, do you want to pick that up? That was just a huge brag. <laughs> damn right, right there, Rich. Damn, damn right. Uh, okay, first when you go to Worcester, yeah, you're in Worcester, but also like. <laughs> You get all like these great local beers and local foods, and yep. it's it's a cheap take, and it's all localized mm-hmm. out there at Polar Park. I love it. It is an awesome take. Yep, I can't recommend it enough. Last year on the opening day, I was out there hanging with some old radio friends from WAF, and David Ortiz spoke, and Bob Cousy gave a speech, yeah. and it was just friendly, inexpensive, comfortable, accessible, awesome. Go to see the Sea Dogs up in Portland. You are now oh, yeah. going to see a minor league baseball game, and I think the soul, the true soul of baseball, let alone American sports, is in minor league baseball, especially double A, because you take it seriously, and you could see one of these guys become a star one day. Definitely. But also, it's just a family affair, and all the novelties they put into the game, and now you're in Portland. You're seaside. You're in the dining and craft beer capital of the East Coast. Oh, yeah. Why aren't we already there? I don't know. We should be see how many games they'll let, or how many shows we can do from the Portland games. You said it's not the Portland. Like, they did it. They set themselves up. It was even Breslow even mentioned Roman Anthony, Kyle Teal, and Marcelo Mayer going back a while ago, like, by name. Like, basically, like, hey, we're kind of waiting for these guys. So you're telling us, go take in all the Portland games. I'm like, all right, fine. We'll take in all the Portland games. All right, so the Red Sox aren't signing free agents. It doesn't appear. Like, unless Jordan Montgomery's price tag goes so low uh, that they could bring him in for, like, a one-year deal, then maybe they'll get him. Although it is so bizarre to see Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery on February 14th still without a team. I don't know how much longer that can go, but yet here we are. They're going to come they're going to sign with a team in like a week and they're going to say like, "Oh, it's always been my dream to pitch for who am I playing for?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, Atlanta yeah. Braves. Yeah, like okay, great. Fine. Uh, but what about the New England Patriots when it comes to free agency? We're bringing in talent 1000%. So, 
Have a lot of cap space. Love it. And cash. Yeah. Ready to burn some cash. <laughs> Gerard Mayo himself on the Greg Hill Show says he's going to burn some cash. I'm looking at the top 25 free agents uh, according to USA Today. All right, so I'm going to rip through them. according to a yep. paper you only read when you stay at a Hyatt. Mm-hmm. They got they got plenty of copies. So, <laughs> give me your your uh, like. They have a chance. They have no chance on the these free agents. Number right. one is Chris Jones from the Chiefs. They have no chance. Not happening. Number two is Josh Allen. Not that Josh Allen, the outside linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. No chance. Number three, T Higgins. If the Bengals don't tag him, they should have high interest, but I don't think he's going to make it to market. Do the Bengals franchise him? Is that the play here? Mm-hmm. But eventually you have to make a decision. You got you to gotta pay him. I mean, you don't see the franchise and then trade all that often. I know the Patriots did it with Matt Castle. I wonder if that's something that they do because they paid Burrow. They're going to have to pay Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. T. Higgins is lower on that list, so I wonder if he is able to – get free, but that's exactly the kind of guy, no matter who you take at three, no matter who you take at 34, T. Higgins is somebody they should offer a ton of money to. Burrow got the bag, yep. and Jamar Chase is going to have to make a handsome sum. Didn't he even say at the end of the season, you know, like, what do you think T. Higgins is worth, or, you know, don't you want to see him stick around? He's like, depends, depends on how much I leave him. <laughs> like, like, Jamar Chase is not... Taking a discount to no. make sure that T. Higgins no, sir. can stick around. No, he is not. Number four on this list is Kirk Cousins. I mean, do they go that route? I mean, it obviously depends on what they do at three. If they don't go quarterback at three, like, what are you looking for this year? Are you trying to be frisky and, and, and get to the playoffs, or are you planning on a two-, three-year rebuild? Uh, I don't think they're going to try to be – I don't think they believe – they're playoff worthy. I don't think they try to get frisky. Mm-hmm. That's why whatever sort of veteran quarterback they sign is on the much more affordable side. Cousins is still going to be looking for, even at the age of 36, even coming off of a ruptured Achilles, he is going to be looking for frontline starter money and probably all guaranteed. Now that's burning some cash. Yep. No, that is uh, that is true. All right, next up on this list, again, the top 25 free agents. According to USA Today, number five, Brian Burns. D-end outside linebacker of the Carolina Panthers, uh, a guy that Mac Jones had a run-in with a couple of years say, ago. Now that McCorkle yeah. is gone, there's probably a much better chance he's not coming here. I don't think they should spend big, big money on defense. I think the defense is fine. Obviously, you might have a few holes you need to fill. That's fine. Go ahead and do that. But if you're spending big money, like all their high draft picks should be offense, and all of their big money in free agency should be offense. So as good as Burns and Josh Allen are, that would be kind of dumb. Same thing can be said about uh, number six on this list. Justin uh, Matto BK, the uh, defensive lineman for the Ravens. Same, I would say the same philosophy. Jalen Johnson, cornerback of the Bears. Antoine Winfield, safety of the Bucks. Jarius Sneed. Oh, I didn't realize he was a free agent. He's a free agent? I guess so. I'm a fan of his game. Uh, I was going to say he's pretty good. Uh, Daniel Hunter, D-end. Christian oh, Wilkins, Daniel D-tackle. Hunter, yeah, they're all, see, that's the thing. This a lot is of defense. It's a bad offensive free agency class. All right, we get to another offensive player at 12, Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver from the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, to me, definitely a number one, kind of in line with like a DJ Moore to me, where it's like, all right, clearly a number one receiver, but not in the class of the Jefferson, Chase, A.J. Brown, Debo, like no. that that group. Not, not there, but 
a massive upgrade over anything you have here. Yeah, but is, is it mean, the same thing? Like, would they, I guess maybe they might franchise him in Indy. Yeah, I've already heard the Ursay and uh, what's his uh, uh, Chris, whatever his name is. the The rivalry is rene- the rivalry is back on. The rivalry is renewed. Oh, Ballard, Ballard, Ballard yeah, Ballard's yeah. already said Pittman's going nowhere. All right, uh, Mike Evans at thirteen. See, Mike Evans may not finish his career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which would be a shame because he and Baker should just run it right back. Because I think they could basically run the NFC South for another year or two if they stay together. But if you're Mike Evans, unless you just get, and you've already made a lot of money yeah, uh, with no state income tax all these years playing for the Buccaneers, but unless the Patriots for some reason wanted to double your salary and you were like, eh, whatever, why not? I know. Yeah, that's the, so that's the one thing. Like, If he hits the open market, the one thing, Maybe it is just at this stage of his career, just get the most money possible. It's what a lot of guys are, but there might be some that say, well, I really want to win that Super Bowl. Mike yeah. Evans has the Super Bowl. So if it's strictly about the every dollar, why not the Patriots? Like, there's no reason for them not to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully, I, I, but like you're moving from Tampa? Yep. Playing in the like Correct. Dome in Atlanta, Dome in New Orleans. It's warm in Tampa. Warmer in Carolina. And somebody's going to offer money. I would think that's pretty close. And then, yeah, the tiebreaker might be the quarterback or the location or the just how good the team is, which yeah, what, you're probably not winning any of those tiebreakers is the sad reality. What if Cincinnati's like, oh, man, we lost oh, T. Higgins. He went and got four for 100 somewhere else. Here, Mike Evans, here's two for 30. No, once again, just like with DeAndre Hopkins, if Kansas City and Buffalo aren't interested or aren't involved, like I don't know what the hell they're doing. Now, Kansas City's a weird one, and I wonder if after winning the Super Bowl with that group of wide receivers, if they just tell Mahomes, like, that's what you're doing again. Or does part of them feel kind of bad, and they're like, oh, man, we kind of got away with one this year. We actually need to get the guy help. That I guess it could go either way. Uh, number 14 on this list is Leonard Williams from the, another defensive player. Uh, Tyron Smith, offensive tackle from the Cowboys. There we go. There we are. Now we are talking. One in on that. Oh, I do. Yeah. I want Tyron Smith. Hell yes. Yeah. That I, should be like priority one. If Mayo and Alex Van Pelter emphasizing a strong running game and they want to get back to fundamentals and win where the battles are won with the big boys in the trenches, yeah, Tyron yeah. Smith should be target number one. He is a uh, 33-year-old man. He He's was a uh, 33-year-old yeah. man. I was going to say he was on the all-decade team for the 2010s. He's been good. He was all-pro second team again this year. Missed time in 2022, but last year he played in 13 games. He's got he's the best offensive lineman on the board. And so if you're in both of our best case scenarios, you're walking away with like wide receiver quarterback in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. Like you can go ahead and still draft an offensive lineman in the third round, but I don't think you can just like pencil him in as a starter. Whereas you get Tyron Smith at left tackle, Michael Onwenu at right. Kind of fill in the rest, you know. City so David Andrews, and then maybe maybe you have something there. So yeah, that'd be that'd be a big one. Definitely like. should throw some money at him. Uh, Calvin Ridley comes in at sixteen on this list. Clearly the fourth best receiver that is available. He had a, he was up and down with the Jaguars last year. Had some really good games. Had some other games where he just disappeared. But should they should they throw some money at Ridley? Way more down than he was up. Yeah, Way, that's like, fair. I did not think I, I really didn't think that he lived up to any of the, like I thought he was going to have a hundred catches. He and 
he would be Trevor Lawrence's Jamar yeah. Chase or Justin yeah. Jefferson. He had a thousand yard season. I mean, it was just over that, but he had a thousand yards. Yeah, eight touchdowns, seventy six catches. So it's a good season, but I was looking for great out of him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it, but he didn't play at all in 2022, so I wonder, all right, this is his year kind of getting back into the league, and if that's what the baseline is, I'd still take my chances with him. And I think Didn't we speculate on the big game brunch last Sunday that, watch, he'll go to Kansas City and, and be the light number it up. one target? Yep. And, yeah, 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 yeah. 120 catches, 13 touchdowns, watch. Yeah, no, I could I could definitely see that happening uh, with him. Uh, Kendall Fuller, the corners, number 17, Oh, Hollywood Brown. I, I don't love him, but I guess that would be the fifth receiver uh, from Arizona, former first-round pick by the Ravens. I don't I don't have any interest in Hollywood Brown. Didn't the Ravens fleece the Cardinals for a number one pick for him, too? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Wow. That Steve Kime should have been fired for that, and maybe he was. I guess because they were like, oh, Kyler Murray and him were good at Oklahoma together, and they were like hoping that it was going to work. Uh, nope. Bryce Huff, the DN from the Jets. Uh, Baker Mayfield comes in at 20, and, I mean, he should be back with the Bucks, but you never know. Stranger things have happened, and the reason I even bring it up, too, is uh, Alex Van Pelt. Alex Van Pelt coached the guy in 2020. They won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do they make a, a bit of a put? Like, is Alex Van Pelt in there being like, hey, if he's available, this is somebody that we should at least bring in for a visit and, you know, maybe offer the, the job to? If the Patriots thought they had a chance to field like a full and complete competent team and can get right back in the race, yeah, Baker Mayfield is the quickest answer to having a starting quarterback while you prepare whoever it is you draft in whatever round you select him, right, for the future. Well, that's why I, I think this wouldn't be my as much as I like Baker Mayfield. This would not be my strategy. However, if they trade and they get a king's ransom for the the third pick in the draft, all right, now you're not getting a quarterback in the first round but you're getting a whole bunch of other picks and maybe you use your first and your second this year to sort of beef up maybe you spend money on either one of those receivers we named or tyron smith then does baker mayfield make a little bit more sense mm. i ask you but he just might yes. well it depends also yeah. if you are a believer which way you go if you're a believer in well you know they did have some injuries and they were in a lot of one score games early. And be- you know what? I think <laughs> that team was better than the final score, the, yeah. the, the the final record indicated. If you're one of those guys, then you're all aboard them getting after Baker Mayfield. Uh-huh. If you, he's going to cost a lot of money too, but well, I'm not really worried about the money part of it. Like there's going to be gonna, it's going to be like 35 million a season. Yeah. But I mean, that's I mean, if Daniel Jones could get that after willing that you know, IKEA furniture version of a football team into the playoffs a few years ago for the Giants. But it's it, it is funny though. Like a lot of the calls we've taken over the last few weeks, and I'm not saying this is what every single person is saying, but the two kind of quarterback concerns they have is well, a rookie could be a bust, but then the other one is you can't pay Mayfield or Cousins forty million. It's like, well, then what is your plan? <laughs> right, like those, those are kind Why of the options. We? If you're a starting quarterback in the NFL, like an established starter, and you're not on your rookie deal, you're making a ton of money. Or you're on your rookie deal, and then it's just it's like a ticking time bomb for the team, and they're like, we got to make a decision: are we giving this guy a ton of money, or are we cutting him loose and we're and we're letting him go? There's very like I don't know what the options are that are in the middle, it's like the Baker Mayfield, you know bet on yourself season which was this season but now guess what that immediately turns into a massive payday yeah 
You have to do one maybe of the two. They think they're, maybe they think they're better than the record indicated last year. Yeah. I mean, wasn't it Dietrich Wise who said at the end of the season, we're a good football team that just has a bad record? Yeah, is that is that is that the prevailing idea or there's wisdom no or way. behind that no, team? Listen, he's a captain of the team. He's got to say some nice stuff, right? But Terrific. like, there's no way that that's the case. Uh, let's see. I'll, going back to this list, we got five more names on there. Kevin Dotson, a guard from the Rams. All right, don't hate that yeah, guard. I I want tackle more. Uh, tackle Me too. Is so m- much far and away further a yeah. priority. Mike Onwenu clocks in on this list. He's clearly the top priority uh, as far as the re-sign guys are concerned. On the, on the internal team. side. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Chase Young, that's he just never really lived Boy, up to he, it. Did you hear anything from him in the Super Bowl? No, I don't think so. Yeah, no, no, he, he made. Uh, yeah, no, he, I think he made one play, one ish. Yeah, one ish play. I don't know if he got the sack or he got a half sack. I think he did make one play. Uh, DJ Reader, the D tackle from the Bengals, is twenty four, and then Kyle Duggar uh, checks in at number twenty five to end the list from USA Today's top twenty five free agents. So. Hmm. Basically, on that list, if you are truly going to burn some cash, as Gerard Mayo said, you would think it would come from multiple guys on this list. What are the chances? You don't have to say which guy. What are the chances that they sign three of these 25 players? That includes their own guys. Zero. You really? Yeah, you don't think Zero so, percent. huh? Okay. I'd, give, I'd give them a 25% chance of signing two of those guys. No, no, 40% no. percent chance. I think there's a good chance because I could see Onwenu being one of those guys and then one other one. Wait, didn't they already announce that they thought they were priced out of the Onwenu market? I mean, I, maybe. I don't know. I mean, we'll they have s- enough to afford them. Once they get rid of J.C. Jackson, they're going to have over $80 million available to spend. <sighs> I know, right. So, like, what, what are we waiting for? Like, you got you to gotta, you gotta bring in some of these guys because some of these guys, it's not like they're rentals. Like, a lot of these guys are still got, like, three plus years left in the tank, you could sign them and they'll be good for a while. So even if you think 2024 is going to be kind of like a bumpy road, well, they're on the roster in 25 when hopefully the team's a lot yeah. better. Right. But you know, that's where I'm at with that. Uh, mm, feel free. Same. How many of uh, these free agents do you think they'll grab? You can uh, give us a call at 617-779-7937. Kiefer Madness coming up next where each one of us will uh, give our top five rom-coms of all time. So we'll do that coming up next year on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's time for Kiefer Madness. Kiefer Madness. Richard Keefe, I think it is. Rich Keefe. Who is that? How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh, what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Keefe? Where is he? Where's Keefe? Where is Keefe? Hey, Keefe, you're a douche. I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo, Kiefer Madness is so hit or miss. Keefe's a nice guy. Keefe's a nice guy. Kiefer Madness? It's Kiefer Madness on W. I bring it. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Not for sexual reasons. Hey, I too had sex with a goat. All right, here we are on Valentine's Day. Kiefer Madness, the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy WEEI. And I figure what better time than now to do our top five rom-coms of all time. Thank you, Stiz. This is perfect. 
That's right. Just to get you in the mood. <laughs> killing it. Absolutely killing it. Uh, how do we want to do this? Do we want to each go five through one on their own individual list? That's probably the best way to do it. Sure. And then we can uh, pick those apart. So, uh, Fitzy, why don't you go first? Give us five through one, whatever you happen to think a romantic comedy is, and then we can discuss your list. Okay. I'll go with uh, a movie some believe should have even been nominated for Best Picture uh, and consider a modern American classic. It's a staple of the TBS TNT rotation. I'll go with Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, yes. That's definitely uh, definitely a rom com. Time it loop, is. famously a time loop movie. But uh, spoiler alert: yeah. I have two time loops in my top five. Well, you know what? Because uh, time loops do play very nicely into the rom com because it's all about getting it right. It's all yep, about and regrets and second yep, chances. That person's right there in front of you. Just, just you know, you got to. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, so Groundhog Day mm-hmm. coming in at number five. Very good. Let's, uh, just do your whole list, I think. Oh, let's do sorry, that. Just okay. gets there happens to be some I'll like Groundhog yeah. Day. Uh, then I'm going to go with the movie, uh, the movie that made me want to go to film school. Looking forward to actually seeing it in a few weeks live and hearing from the director in a talkback. 1985's Better Off Dead. So a John Cusack movie did sneak into my list. Oh uh, yeah, this is a rom com as well as just a surrealistic 1980s romp. Uh, but it qualifies. That does. That definitely qualifies. Uh, Pretty good. Another, the other time looper. My favorite movie of the pandemic year 2020, a movie that should have been nominated for Best Picture as well. I think one of the most underrated movies of the past 10 years, Palm Springs. Palm Springs? I effing love this. I don't like this movie. Yeah. I love this movie. What a delight Palm Springs was. And it was like in a year where, like you said, where it was awful. Like the t- trying to find a top five or top 10 from that year was a stretch. Mm-hmm. And then Palm Springs completely overlooked. Didn't they just put it out on Hulu? It was one they of the did. ones you could watch at home. Well, yep. you watched everything at home that year, but you know what I mean. And yep. uh, yeah, it's great. Sandberg. I, I like Sandberg anyway. Uh, I love everything yeah. he's in. I, from from the minute I saw Hot Rod, I was like, I like this guy way more in movies than yep. I do on SNL. Hot Rod. Yeah, SNL. Like the digital shorts were incredible. Like I love oh. the digital shorts, but like he didn't really find like a great character necessarily outside of the digital shorts. So anything like Lonely Island that they do, I love. And. Uh, Pop star, You're, did you watch mm-hmm. Pop Star? That's fun. It's great. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but no, but Pop Springs is like le- is legitimately a great, great movie. It is, and it wasn't just like pandemic candy. Like, go back no. and watch it again. It's tremendous. Yeah. And then my top two are way back favorites. One from the '40s, one from the '60s. I'll go with Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh wow! And huh. His Girl Friday. I don't think I've ever seen that one. That's. I mean, that's. That's like one of the greatest movies. Ever. I don't think I've That's... seen any on that list. Oh, really? Yeah. You've You're never kidding. seen Better Off Dead? No. Nope. All right, so Better Off Dead. You've never seen Groundhog Day? Oh, I've seen Groundhog Day. Okay. I apologize. I've <laughs> like, seen Groundhog Day. But Yeah, Palm Springs, you should check out. Uh, that one I could definitely speak to. I could almost rewatch Palm. I might rewatch Palm Springs tonight. Yeah, I think so. And it's a breeze. It's a whim. It's a lark audience. It's 90 minutes. So I like a lot of time loop movies. I think it's a great premise. I love Happy Death Day, and uh, that was a fun one. But this, the Palm Springs... Being like back in the same day, and it's always a wedding, and it's always like the open bar kind of situation. It's kind of a kind of a great one, uh, but yeah, no, I'll have to check out what was it called? His Girl Friday, His Girl Friday from the forties, Howard Hawks right. movie, like the original oh, Fast Talking. All oh, right, here, you yeah, come yeah. on over here, you little whippersnapper. Like it's oh, Cary Grant, 
Yeah, it's Cary Grant, it. and yeah, I, I forget what her name. It's, right. it's it's spectacular. All right, very good, Stiz. All what right, do you got? Top five, five to one. All right, I am I am horrible with um, love actually listing <laughs> with listing things, uh, right. and I'm also younger. So here, here here's my list. Uh, right. At number five, I got fifty first dates. I love Adam Sandler. Nice Sandman. Yep, yep, I do. Over um, the wedding singer. I had I had wedding singer up there. Fifty first dates took it by just a little bit. Fifty fifty first dates. Uh, uh, that'll, fifty that'll, first dates. Fifty. Is a different movie. <laughs> 50 oh, that's first a different dates. movie. Actually, that was on Cinemax. Different list. <laughs> different list altogether. We're doing that tomorrow, by the way. So have that prepared. <laughs> oh God, I'm getting tired. All right, number four. Uh, this is a this is a newer one, but I really like this movie, Crazy Rich Asians. I do. I really oh, I never like, saw it. I, oh, I heard that movie was fun. Yeah, that's a great, yeah, that's great, a, that's a great flick. Right. Yeah, remember when the family came out of the basement and hammered all those people to death in the yard? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's why I got best picture. Uh, <laughs> no, number three, I have uh, Princess Bride. That's uh, one that I watched. Uh, all right. Recently, actually, all right. I saw it for the first time. No man can argue like with that. that. Nope. Uh, number two, I have Jerry Maguire. Yes. I love Jerry Maguire. Very much a uh, rom-com. Yep. And then number one, uh, Judd Apatow's This Is 40. I love This Is 40. It's you like, did? Oh, my God. I, it's like a comfort movie to me. I mean, I love Paul Rudd, but that, yeah. Yep. All right. You're All right. not there yet, Rich. As someone who, oh, as next someone month, who recently just started in This Is yeah. 50, I can... <laughs> well, speaking of that, my list uh, in reverse order from five to one. Number five, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Ooh, yes. What a great movie. Great, tremendous movie. Maybe is all the great stuff that Seth Rogen's been in. It might be Seth Rogen's best role uh, and Jonah Hill's best role. But I would go with uh, Four Year Old Virgin. Number Jonah Hill deserved an Oscar just for being the weird eBay store roller yeah. skates guy. He wanted the boots with the fish in them. Like, or, I that, that's buy what it now. Just give me these. Just, I just, just want to buy them. I just want to give you money for these. She's like, no, 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 no it doesn't work that way. Uh, number four, Bull Durham. It's a rom-com. Wouldn't you is. say? Sports it movie, is. baseball movie, yeah. also a rom-com. Susan okay. Sarandon, very good in it. Uh, number three, definitely a more traditional rom-com. Definitely Maybe with Ryan Reynolds, Isla Fisher, Elizabeth Banks, Rachel Weiss, Abigail Breslin. Kind of a weird premise where Ryan Reynolds is explaining to his daughter like the three loves of his life and like you don't even know which one is the mother of the child as he's explaining oh, it. Oh, I saw that ages ago. It's that good was though. pretty good. I actually ended up really liking it. Uh number 2, Wedding Crashers. Just Sack Lodge baby. It's Sack Lodge, but also the like tip. there's too much of like Owen Wilson riding bikes with Rachel McAdams for it not to be a rom-com. Uh, McAdams' fastball in that movie yeah. was yep. like uh, untouchable. Also an uh, Isla Fisher movie. She was I'll find she was you. hilarious She's great. in that movie. I know that those the my, the one issue I have. That's two Apatows you have on there. My one big issue is still. I wish Judd Apatow movies were all fifteen minutes shorter. They go long. What, um, I feel like you feel it even more in Forty Year Old Virgin. You're like, all right, that one's kind of yeah, kind of longer. Uh, no, but Apatow, he didn't. I don't think he did Wedding Crashers. I don't think so. I think he produced it. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one on my list, some might say it's not a rom-com, but I would encourage you to watch it again, and I think you might come away thinking it is Swingers. John Favreau is a sad sack throughout the whole thing, and then when he finally finds Heather Graham, it ends up being like a whole kind of love story. Yeah. It's a rom-com. Yeah. 
See, that's funny because that my, squeaks in. I think it does. It's yeah, because it's you have to start defining like what is a rom com. Because yeah. my friend just texted me "Love and Basketball," and I was like, "That counts." Uh, yeah, does it? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, All right. "Love and Basketball." Rom com. That's and basketball? what I'm saying. Definitely. Right. Well, let me ask. Let me. She texted there... that and coming to America, and I was like, eh, "Oh, I don't, I don't know about uh, coming to America." Yeah. So it's like I don't know if just because someone falls in love in the movie, I don't know if it has to be equal rom and equal like com. Equal rom, equal com. I don't know if it has to be equal, but it's got to be close. Swingers uh, has a lot more uh, romance in it than you think. Well, that's like, is it a Christmas movie? If Christmas is sort of part of the narrative, but it's not a Christmas movie, like Die Hard. Now we're getting to now we're yeah. treading into that territory. Kind of right. similar. Okay. Well, can I get a ruling then? Yeah. Um, a movie that I now that you mentioned Bull Durham, and we're getting into. Other movies I wouldn't have considered rom-coms. One of my all-time favorite movies, period, Major League. Because the, the Tom Berenger, Rene Russo romance, all that narr- that storyline is all throughout. I mean, it's it is throughout movie. the movie. It's yeah. Yeah. I feel like the Susan Sarandon role is more dominant in Bull Durham. But you're right. I mean, I guess you could kind of make a case for for Major League. It's, it's a stretch. <laughs> All right, you go. Three hours down, one hour to go. Fitzy mentioned it. We'll do it next. Can I get a ruling? It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEI.